Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Well, it's no secret that people are worried about crime and safety in San Francisco, even though the data doesn't really prove that crime has gotten worse. Still, Mayor London Breed is on a mission to prove she's doing something about it. And to do that, she put some propositions on the ballot for San Francisco voters to decide on this March including Prop E, which would dramatically change how police operate in the city. When people ask me to explain Prop E, I'm like, well, how long do you have? (laughs) A whole episode's worth of time, Joe. Today, KQED politics reporter Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez breaks down San Francisco's Prop E, who's for it, who's against it, and why so many people are spending big money on it. Crime is pretty much top of every voter's mind right now. It is permeating nearly every ballot measure, nearly every elected office this March or in this coming race in November in San Francisco, and I would say even broadly. Joe, we're mostly going to talk about one of the most sweeping of these propositions on the ballot, Prop E, but I do want to talk broadly about all of them first. What is the sort of range of things that these propositions would do? You ready? Because we're going to go through the alphabet soup. So Prop B is about the number of police we have in San Francisco. We have about 1,500 police officers right now, and Prop B aims to increase that number, but it ties increasing that number to a future tax measure. Prop F is also comes via Mayor London Breed. And Prop F is about mandating drug treatment for people that the city suspects are doing drugs who are receiving benefits from the city. This would allow the city to say, hey, we think you're doing drugs. You should go get treatment. And if they don't, then they could be kicked off that assistance. And that could also mean rental assistance. 
those are all straightforward compared to Prop E. Because Prop E isn't one thing about the cops. It is a, a grab bag of things that Mayor London Breed and some others want to see changed to help police do their jobs as the public increasingly worries about public safety. Well, yeah, let's dive into the details. Uh, I know that there are four main components to Prop E. What are those, Joe? Sure. So at a high level, uh, those components are use of force reporting, so paperwork around when cops use force, the powers of the police commission, public surveillance, and the ability for police officers to go on car chases and when and how. How dramatic of a shift would Prop E make in how SFPD operates currently? And let's let's maybe take them one by one, starting with police chases. Police have in the past restricted, and the police commission has restricted, how fast uh, police can go in San Francisco and when they can go on these car chases, essentially. And that's for a very good reason. It's because car chases are dangerous. Where we are now is that there has to be a threat to life. But this proposition would allow police to make pursuits for some lower level offenses like robberies, for instance. The argument being that people who are, say, robbing a, uh, a jewelry store know that if they can get in the car and they're not an immediate threat to life, they know that they can speed away and not be pursued. So we may see a lot more of these because the bar is lowered. Police can make a chase if there are lower level offenses like robberies, even if there isn't a threat to life. And that is a, is a fundamental change. What about the changes that Prop E would make to how officers report about use of force. Help me understand that one. So right now, police officers need to file paperwork whenever they use force in an interaction with the suspect. If Prop E were to pass, then use of force documentation would only happen if someone is injured or a firearm was pointed directly at them. And what they will do instead is use your body camera footage. And so they say, okay, well, there is force used. Well, it doesn't rise to the level of taking documentation down, but we will log your body camera footage, and that'll serve as our documentation of the incident. And the argument being that, you know, we're in a staffing shortage for police. When they do use force, they are stuck behind a desk writing paperwork, and this may free them up to actually be out there on the streets helping to prevent crime merely with their presence. And what about the issue of surveillance, Joe? How dramatic of a shift would Prop E make in how SFPD currently surveils the public? Oh, completely dramatically. So right now, the San Francisco Police Department is very limited in how they can access surveillance. They have to ask permission of businesses to obtain surveillance footage. They can't place their own cameras in the city. And a lot of that was curtailed by the Board of Supervisors, who really were in particular worried about police use of facial recognition technology and enhanced surveillance, and really want to limit police's ability to do mass surveillance of San Franciscans. 
But this would help them circumvent that. Essentially, uh, police chief Bill Scott could choose to uh, put up surveillance cameras throughout the city. They could employ uh, different surveillance technologies. They could even have drones under Prop E. And then, Joe, there is these proposed changes to the police commission. How exactly would Prop E change how this really citizen oversight body, the police commission, functions now? This one is probably the most fundamental change to how police operate in San Francisco. Essentially, in a nutshell, the police commission can make policies that dictate how the police operate. But this change under Prop E is huge because essentially what would happen is when the police commission wants to pass a policy, they have to go have a public meeting at every police station in San Francisco in order to make that happen. And the only person who can waive that process is the police chief himself. That gives the police department an incredible ability to stymie, slow down, and gum up the process of passing policies that they don't like. Mm. And especially the mayor, because if the mayor doesn't agree with the policy, the mayor can ask the police chief to gum up that process and slow it down for the uh, police commission. Coming up, why London Breed put Prop E on the ballot and the arguments against it. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. We are proud and honored to introduce your mayor, Mayor London Breed. This was, as we mentioned earlier, Mayor London Breed's idea to put Prop E on the ballot. How does she explain her rationale behind this proposition? When London Breed announced this proposition in October, she really laid out her philosophy that we needed to give the police department expanded powers to address what she sees and the electorate sees as a public safety crisis in San Francisco, even if the data doesn't bear that out. So many of us know that numbers mean nothing when you feel unsafe, when there's a perception of issues around safety. She's responding to the electorate who is angry and dissatisfied. And that is her viewpoint of why Prop E is needed. 
That doesn't mean we walk away from our values. It just means we have another tool to help combat the crime that is terrorizing San Francisco. Poll after poll after poll, and you have to take them as a snapshot in time. They're not necessarily predictive of an election, but poll after poll show Mayor London Breed's numbers are down. People don't believe the city is going in the right direction, and right now the person that they're laying that on is the mayor. I mean, if you just roll back two years ago, that person was Chase Boudin, the former district attorney who was ousted in a recall. And that anger and frustration is like a tide. And that tide rolled over Chase Boudin, and now that tide is coming for Mayor London Breed. And that's what we're really seeing in the polls. People are dissatisfied with the state of San Francisco, and they are holding the mayor accountable for it. Who else is supporting Prop E, Joe? I feel like there were a lot of moderate politicians standing behind London Breed at that press conference. Another person who spoke in favor of Prop E is Nancy Tung. Prop E is one of those things which just makes sense. She's an assistant district attorney, but she's also really well known in the Chinese community for her prior run for the district attorney's office and for her prominence on the San Francisco Democratic Party board. While the mayor is doing her best to try to fill the ranks in the police department, we still have to protect public safety. We have to do more with less. And the way we do that is to take off restrictions from the police department and then also allow them to use technology to help them in their jobs. Supervisor Matt Dorsey, um, unsurprisingly, is uh, backing property. He used to work for the police department as their head of communications, I should say. But, you know, other groups as well. Stop Crime Action, which has been a really influential group lately. The San Francisco Police Officers Association, which is the union representing police officers, is backing Proppy. Uh, Annie Chung, who is the president and CEO of Self-Help for the Elderly, she has a lot of standing in um, the Chinese community in San Francisco. She's been a decades-long advocate for them, is rallying people to Prop E. The Golden Gate Restaurant Association, and, you know, you have to imagine a lot of restaurants and bars are kind of tired of having to deal with uh, crime and break-ins, so they're behind it. And that's also why the San Francisco Council of District Merchants Association is behind it. Who are, like, the organizations, the politicians who are standing out against Prop E? No surveillance state, no on Prop E. No surveillance state... It should be no surprise that a lot of the organizations that pushed for controls on police surveillance are against Prop E. That includes the ACLU of Northern California. That includes the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They're out in front uh, opposing Prop E. And just at this ACLU rally I was at this past week, mayoral candidate Asha Safai was there, but also members of the police commission who don't want to see the power of the police commission curtailed. The other side might have the money, but I think we have the people on our side. So So Kevin Benedicto is a member of the San Francisco Police Commission. Uh, He was appointed in 2022. And he had this to say about why he's opposing property. It lowers safeguards that allows the department to cut corners. It lowers safeguards when it comes to use of force, which is very dangerous. It lowers safeguards when it comes to surveillance technology. It lowers safeguards when it comes to high-speed, dangerous vehicle pursuits. And we have serious public safety issues in San Francisco. Just lowering safeguards across the board is not going to do it. 
Uh, so I was at the ACLU press conference. Uh, one compelling story came from uh, Kira Keegan, a 25-year-old San Franciscan who works in the East Bay. Two months ago, I was in a horrible car accident caused by the SFPD. And she was driving home from work one evening when she came in a head-on collision with a suspect being chased by police. My family and I later requested the police report and um, found out that the car had been involved in an armed mugging in downtown San Francisco. The police spiked the tires before it got onto the bridge and chased the car at up to 80 miles per hour across the bridge uh, into Oakland where I finally hit me. Uh, She was hospitalized after she had some soft tissue injuries. She has had a hard time at work. She's going through therapy. She's trying to get past the trauma of what she went through. When the car hit me, I was on hands-free speakerphone talking to my boyfriend. Um, And the only thing he heard was my screams and the sirens of police cars. I was transported. She was able to tell me that she opposes Prop E because she doesn't want other people to go what she went through. This proposition will make San Franciscans less safe and endanger in my lives, and it will endanger other San Franciscans. People against Prop E are worried that more police chases will lead to more deaths and more injuries on San Francisco streets. And perhaps chiefly, they're worried that the curtailing of the power of the citizen-led police commission will lead to fewer police policies that keep them on the right side of criminal justice reform. I do also want to ask you about campaign spending. How much money has been spent on Prop E and who's been spending it? In opposition, no on E has raised about $200,000, and that's mostly raised by the ACLU. The Yes on E campaign uh, committee that is tied to Mayor London Breed has raised $750,000 at this point. The Lurie for Prop E campaign, that's by Mayor London Breed's opponent, Daniel Lurie, the Levi Strauss heir and nonprofit CEO, raised about $607,000. So that's a combined about $1.3 million for Prop E. And is that a lot of money for a local ballot measure? That is a metric ton of money for a local ballot measure, yes. Some of the biggest funders of the Yes on E campaign are Ron Conway, the angel investor uh, and godfather of Silicon Valley, who has backed a lot of large companies. The Ripple CEO, Chris Larson, is backing Yes on E. Together, they've dropped hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, into a local races. It is a lot of money. And there's a lot of money from tech folks who, you know, are arguing a political stance. They are arguing for less citizen oversight over police, for more and expanded police powers. And really, when you see the uh, amount, the people backing it, it's really a bevy of people who are supporters of London Breed and who are right now working to kind of shift the balance of power in San Francisco towards more moderate Democrats and away from progressives. Well, do we have a sense of how good of a chance Prop E might have at passing? Do we know? A lot of polling 
shows San Franciscans fed up with crime and fed up with homelessness and all sorts of issues around public safety. So, you know, looking at that sentiment and what I'm hearing from sources who I interview out there about the sentiment around public safety, I think it's a pretty sure bet that anything that says police (laughs) on the ballot will get a really big yes. Seems like even a shift from how folks are feeling in 2020 after uh, the murder of George Floyd. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have to question that shift in light of the data, right? The data does show a more nuanced picture of crime in San Francisco, um, and it shows a more nuanced picture of crime in California. You know, some great reporting by colleagues here at KQED, including Marisa Lagos, has shown that, you know, crime is up in other places, including with more Republican-leaning district attorneys and leadership. So is it something that is happening at the local level and things we're doing here, or is the perception of crime tied more around media reporting, what we're seeing on social media? And when does that end? When will we ever stop being scared for public safety? And when does that stop driving? our politics, because right now it's driving our politics pretty heavily. No amount of impact on the streets has made us feel safer. And that's what you hear a lot. It's not really about the data, it's about how people feel. But what will change that? What will change how people feel? And that's an answer I don't think anyone has right now. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez, a politics reporter for KQED. By the way, KQED's got a pretty comprehensive voter guide online with information about both state and local races across all nine Bay Area counties. Just go to kqed.org slash voter guide. This 55-minute conversation with Joe was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montesilio is our senior editor. He scored this episode and added all the tape. Music courtesy of First Calm Music, Audio Network, and Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks as well to Juan Carlos Lara and Annie Fruit. The rest of our podcast team here at KQED includes Jen Chien, our director of podcasts, Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager, Cesar Saldana, our podcast engagement producer, and Maha Sanad, our podcast engagement intern. The Bay is a production of listener-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Happy voting, y'all. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.